Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour one on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines national champs. If I would have said at the start of the year, the national championship team is going to have its coach suspended for six games during the regular season. Two different incidents, two separate incidents, and you'd go, wait. He's going to not coach for six games. They're still going to win the national championship. Yeah. And he'll be an object of desire for NFL teams as well. Yeah. That happened right in front of our very eyes. The Michigan Wolverines, they dominated Washington last night. Or at least it felt like they did. Every time I thought Washington might have an answer, a counterpunch, they did not deliver. They didn't have those big plays. It was a matchup that we knew what was supposed to happen or could happen. Washington was going to have big plays. Had to have big plays. They didn't. Michigan was just going to run the football, and they did. Washington knew it, couldn't do anything about it. Michigan rushes for 303 yards. That's the most in a national title game. Most rushing yards in a BCS Bowl game since Georgia rushed for over 300 yards. That was 2017 when they beat Oklahoma. And in that game, I think it was Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb as they both rushed for over 100 yards. Blake Corum rushed for 134 last night, and uh, Donovan Edwards as well. So they got four touchdowns out of their running game. And it was no secret. Michigan's offensive line was that good. I think Michigan's defense was underrated. I thought they put a lot of pressure on uh, Michael Penix Jr., And uh, I didn't think Washington's offensive line, which is one of the better offensive lines in the country, was ready for that. There was always one guy. There was always one person. Didn't know where he was coming from. He was putting pressure on Michael Penix Jr. But that being said, you know, if you look at the final score, I don't think that's a true indication of this game. Starting the fourth quarter, it felt like Washington was one or two plays away from maybe putting a little bit of pressure on J.J. McCarthy. And I said this yesterday, he's not going to throw the football. He might be the greatest quarterback in Michigan history, but they don't rely on him. They relied on him last year to throw the football, not this year. And I thought that over under a 15 passes for J.J. McCarthy, he ended up with 18 passes, 140 yards. He had a couple of plays, important plays, 
But it was really, it was the running game and uh, that defense putting pressure on Michael Penix Jr. And in case you're wondering, Jim Harbaugh, right away, meeting with the media after the game, had this to say about his innocence. This was not a season where everything went the way you wanted it to. There were some the off-the-field issues, which we all know about. Can you talk about the satisfaction having overcome those as well to get to this point? Does it make it even sweeter? Right. Can I? Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, it couldn't have gone better. It went exactly how we wanted it to go, uh, to win every game. Uh, the off-the-field off issues were innocent. <clears throat> And, and we stood, we stood strong and tall, because we knew we were innocent. And I just like to point that out. And these guys, these guys are innocent. And yeah, overcome that. Um, it wasn't that hard because we we knew we were innocent. So um, yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's really what I want to say. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. They went exactly how we wanted it to go. Okay. So this season went as scripted then. Get suspended a couple of times. Even your quarterback came out and said, look, we started stealing signs because Ohio State was doing that. Okay. We waited for Jim Harbaugh to stand up and say, hey, this is why we're innocent. And then when he realized that somebody was doing something and somebody was getting information, then he was going to stand down and take his punishment here. But through it all, they were a great team. Both sides of the ball, they were a great team. I don't think they trailed at halftime this year in any game. I don't think they trailed more than a few minutes in in, uh, their entire season. They were a great team this year. But if you look back three years ago, this was during COVID. Michigan was 2-4. and And all of a sudden... Uh, Jim, if you want to stay, you're going to have to take a pay cut. And he did. And then we wondered, boy, this next season, what's going to happen? But it almost energized him. Like, okay, here's the chip on his shoulder, and give credit to Harbaugh, because he finally got a team that was in the true image of himself and the other teams that he's had in his coaching career. And you saw that last night. You saw that the last couple of years. I mean, you go back... I'm shocked that they got upset by TCU last year. But they're back, and they win the national title, and rightfully so. They were a great football team. Washington, we waited for something from Michael Penix Jr. It was just never there. But I give credit to Michigan because it just felt like Michigan was going to put pressure on him. He just didn't know where that pressure was coming from. We say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Download the app. If you haven't done so, you can watch this program all three hours, if you like. Andy Staples, he uh, covers college football. He was at the game last night. We'll talk to him about Michigan season moving forward. I'm also curious about, like, I I look at J.J. McCarthy, and I think he's athletic. Do I think he's the greatest Michigan quarterback? I don't. But, you know, what's he going to be like in the pros? Because it's weird to be the greatest quarterback in Michigan history and maybe a first-round draft pick but your team doesn't rely on you to throw the football. He's really good on the run, but you don't get that many opportunities in the NFL to be on the run. There's not a lot of volume with, you know, the number of throws that he's had this year. But, you know, he's held in high regard, and, you know, Jim Harbaugh, you know, is uh, 
telling us he's the greatest quarterback in Michigan history. Uh, Tom Brady saying that uh, J.J. McCarthy is the greatest quarterback in Michigan history. I don't know what that means. Like, okay, the most talented, uh, his, his resume here, I'm not quite sure. But um, I think if you're looking at stats, I'd probably look at Chad Henney as maybe the greatest quarterback in Michigan history. How about Mark Harmon? If you're old enough to remember Mark Harmon. Oh, no, that was his dad, Tom Harmon. Mark, he was the quarterback at UCLA. Mark Harmon? Mark, no, he was at Purdue. Purdue? Yes. Yes, Seton. Yeah, the, the, the conversation of, of J.J. McCarthy being the best Michigan quarterback of all time kind of highlights how Michigan have never really had a great quarterback. No, they haven't. He's correct, because it doesn't take long to get to Chad Henney. Yeah. And you're like, hmm. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. What really stood out with the Jim Harbaugh, that, that response we just had with the reporter's question, he starts out his answer by saying, can I? Like he's asking for permission from somebody from Michigan, I'm guessing, you know, like, um, hey, we don't want to ask any of those questions here. Well, those questions are going to persist. It's like the Astros, that story had more validity and had legs because they won. If they don't win, then the story may go away a lot quicker. Michigan winning, it won't go away. It'll still be there. And they're still under investigation. Three years from now, we could be talking about this, and Jim Harbaugh could be, you know, coaching in the NFC, uh, you know, wild card round. I mean, USC took years for that to play out, and Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, Jim might not even be there. Probably won't be there in three years by the time they get around to, you know, hearing this. All right, eight seven seven three DP show. Operator Tyler standing by. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. So Michigan is a winner. First time they've won the national title since 1997. Andy Staples will join us. We'll get his thoughts on Jim Harbaugh's future. Because we wondered yesterday, at least I thought it didn't matter what the outcome was going to be. That I think Jim's going to the NFL. And I think the Raiders are going to make a push for Jim. I think Carolina... Carolina and Washington may be fighting each other for Bill Belichick. The Chargers opening is out there. but And here's another thing. We were talking about these coaching vacancies or you know guys getting fired. You had a couple of guys, Ron Rivera, uh, Arthur Smith getting fired yesterday. If you didn't get fired yesterday, are you safe today? At what point, like, you know, Belichick out of respect, they were not going to fire him yesterday. At the end of the week, maybe we'll have a, you know some kind of a, you know, PR statement there that you know we've decided to part ways and say nice things, verbal bouquets on both sides. But Mike Vrabel, safe. Matt Eberflus in Chicago, safe. If you made it through Monday, and then you go to work and you just hey we're getting ready for the draft and we're getting ready for free agency, we're getting ready for all these things, and all of a sudden you're just waiting. You're waiting for Shirley, who is the uh, receptionist, for the owner to go, oh, yes, Shirley? Yes, um, <clears throat> ownership would like to see you. Yes, Paulie. Are you looking for little tells? Like if you're yeah. Matt Eberflus, you pull up, you're like, it's, it usually says reserved for Matt Eberflus, but it says reserved for head coach of Chicago Bears. Yeah. Just to, Or you swipe your card, you're like, bloop. 
Yep. Oh, bloop is yep, good. Yep, still goes through. It brings in a box of donuts today. Like, hey, everybody. Hey, how we doing? Oh. Uh, hey, hey, what? Yeah, I just thought I'd do something <laughs> nice. You know, end of the season, bring in some donuts. I know you guys love these, though. Uh, TireRack.com, the first hour brought to you by those great folks, the official tire expert and retailer of the Dan Patrick Show. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Try the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Full lineup of Firestone tires. And uh, TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. All righty, Seaton. But it is weird that Harbaugh's asking permission because it felt like going into that press conference, there was some kind of game plan of let's not make this about the suspensions. Let's make it about the kids. They won the title. And that's where Jim goes, can I? Can I? But, you know, he said, uh, you know, we're innocent uh, a couple times, and this is the way, you know, basically that this is the way the season was uh, meant to be. It was scripted this way. Yes, he... It is odd how they keep fluctuating between we're innocent and, well, everybody was doing it too. <laughs> it's kind of odd. It's like it's like Michigan has morphed. Well, everybody was doing it, so that means we're innocent into one thing or something. I, I don't really understand what it is. Yeah. I wanted Harbaugh, if he's innocent, to stand up and and prove that he was innocent, or do the best he could to prove he was innocent. That was all I wanted. If if you're innocent, great. If it's somebody, if somebody went rogue on your staff, okay, then great. Point that out. But did you benefit from this? And that's why I've said this before. In three years from now, do they vacate the title? Do they vacate the title because they're going to forfeit those games? If you did cheat, what games did you cheat in? Can we give you victories there? I mean, I don't, with the NCAA, you never know. And that's why I wondered, what's the best story? Michigan winning keeps this alive. Michigan winning, now does Jim leave, more likely to leave. If Washington won, it was a great story for the Pac-12. They say goodbye to the Pac-12 in, you know, not the most fitting way because it crumbles. But to win that Pac-12 title in this year, that would have been awesome. And Washington was a fun team to see. I hated to see Michael Penix not play at a high level. But you know what? If if you're watch if you watch the Texas game plan, they were going they ran the football against Washington. And I'm thinking if Texas can do that, ooh, wow. Michigan is going to have a field day. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, Pauline. Just so you know what the NCAA when it was 2004, 2005, when USC had their national title season, it took six and a half years until they were stripped of their national title. Yeah. They were uh, there was an appeal process. There was everything. It was six and a half years after said infractions that they were stripped of that title. Jim might be on to his second job after <laughs> Michigan. He'll be back at Michigan. <laughs> I'm going to come in and I'm going to clean up that mess. <laughs> My mess. Wait, you created the mess. <laughs> All right, but I'm coming in. Bringing in my new assistant coach, Connor Stallions. Was he at the game last night? Does he get a championship ring? Just wonder. Just wonder. All right. Uh, poll question, Seton. Well, we could start with the game last night. Mine as well, right? Okay. Um, last night's game was more of a blank than the score suggests. Last right. night's game was more of a blank than the score suggests. Right. Was last night more of a blowout, or was the game closer than it appeared? 
Because I can't really figure out which it was. It was kind of both simultaneously. Yeah, you were struggling during the game to kind of define it. You're like, ah, is this a blowout? Or is this, you know, the first quarter felt like a blowout. It feels like Washington is two plays away from being right back in the game <laughs> while also being completely manhandled the entire time. Yes. I, it was like, I, I couldn't figure out. Like, it feels like Michigan is absolutely destroying them, but... If this, if this isn't a phantom holding call, uh, they're right back in this game. I just thought 17-10, Washington getting the ball starting second half, and then it, there were just a couple of plays. But you're right. It teetered on being like 45-13, to 13, or it teetered on maybe it was going to be, you know, 33-30, something like that. By the way, Dylan, who's part of our uh, gambling podcast, did uh, give the five and a half and won that bet. He also took the under, and he won that bet as well. If you follow the uh, Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble. Uh, Paulie, how would you fill in the blank? I would say the word I was thinking, that game felt like more of a game than it was. Okay. Because if you you know if you bailed out or you said, like, wow, Michigan's got this. Like you said, at the start of the fourth quarter, they had a couple drives that – that holding call when Adunze had that catch, maybe 11 Oof. minutes left. Yeah. It was, and, Her, and Herb Street's pretty objective, and he goes, man, that's a quick you holding call. You, you can't call that. It was, it was quick. Because Herbie even was pointing out the number of times Michigan was holding. Like, he's, he's saying they're holding. And then I just thought that was more of a, I'm going to throw you to the ground. You know, maybe it's a quick hook. But, you know, if, if you, you play that out, they, he gets that catch, maybe they tie up the game there. Michigan was the better team, absolutely. I thought Washington was sort of just hanging on the periphery. and uh, But, you know, the final score won't indicate that. Yes, Todd? I thought it was more of a whooping with someone whose name is not Blake Corum runs for a 46- and 41-yard touchdown early like that. It gave, Maybe it's an optical illusion because those were huge plays, but it just looked like an embarrassment. Yeah, but Edwards filled in for him last year and was really good. Um, and I... I mean, that hole that he ran through, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, it, it was one of those where you go, you got to. I mean, come on. If not, you're going to give. I said at the time I'm watching, you're gonna, they're going to rush for 250 yards. I underestimated. They went for 303. Marvin, what do you think the game was? I think it was closer. This wasn't Notre Dame, Alabama or anything. <laughs> this was one of those. Too like, soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. this was one of those. All right. Oh, they almost had that one. Seaton, what about you? Uh, if I had to pick one, uh, I would say it was a much closer game than the score says. That Washington was right in that. Penix gets a couple more completions, couple less. You know, I think that I think that nerves on Washington clearly played a big role in the game because their offensive line was getting worked and they kept jumping, mm. um, which is obviously a sign of nerves. I thought that was a big part of it, but I think the game was a lot closer. I think Washington was right in it right up until, you know, late into the fourth. All right, we'll settle on our poll question. Uh, Andy Staples covers college football. Get his thoughts off the national title game and the future of Jim Harbaugh. Man, Jim Harbaugh's got some leverage. If I would have told you during COVID they would go two and four, that guy will have more leverage than any coach in America. Well, he's got it. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromise and also uncensored by the way so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder it's going to be the best after show podcast of all time there you go over promising and remember you could see it on youtube but definitely join us listen to over promised with cavino and rich on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the big take from bloomberg news brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world western nations like the u.s and europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Since the start of the 2021 season, Michigan is 32-0 and when Blake Corum rushes for at least one touchdown. By the way, I have the odds to win the national championship next season, in case you are wondering. 
Who do you think is the favorite to win the national title next year? Fritzy. I'm going to go the Georgia Bulldogs. Bloop, bloop, bloop. All right. Who is second on that list? Marvin, second best odds to win the national title next year? Alabama. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Who's third on that list? Seton O'Connor? Ohio State. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Okay, Pauling. Comes down to you. The three best teams in college football. Yes. The fourth best team, best odds for next year to win the title? Oregon. Oh, you let all of us down. Yeah. That's me yesterday, Paul, today. Yeah. Texas. Ooh. How about that one? Oh, yeah. Remember them? Yeah. Texas, then Michigan, then Oregon. So I'm going to give you credit. Partial credit. Partial credit. Not a bloop, no. but I'm going to give you partial credit. Uh, oop. <laughs> Blue. All right, uh, let me bring in Andy Staples. We always love talking to Andy. Covers college football for uh, On Three Sports. He was at the national title game. Joins us from Houston. Your takeaway from this game is what? Michigan was the best team in the country, and they proved it. I mean, that, that was a dominant performance. Eight yards of carry on the ground. And and they won the way they won all season. So this is uh, you, you can say what you want. I know that there will be people who will go back to the sign stealing stuff, and they'll say, "Oh, they cheated." But look, we've known about all that stuff since before they had to play their toughest games. They showed over this stretch that they were better than everybody else. And you know, you can say what you want. I, I don't think it's going to diminish the shine on uh, the rings on those guys' fingers. Okay, but five years from now. Hmm. By then, the NCAA is going to get around to maybe ruling on this? Maybe. Maybe. And the Kansas case took longer than that, the Kansas basketball. And so uh, we, we, that's a big maybe. Well, USC as well took a long time. Yep. That was six years for that. But, you know, is there anything that, anything that is going to come out, you think, five years from now that may taint this national championship or take this championship away when the NCAA finally gets around to a ruling? I don't know that it's going to be any more than what we already know. You know that that Connor Stallions had people going to games and and filming the sideline, which, you know, people outside college football who, if you don't know that rule that people can't go scout games in person, don't even understand why it's a rule. Yeah. It's a cost cutting rule that got put in place in the '90s. So it's one of those things that if you have to spend five minutes explaining why anybody should even care, I don't think anybody's going to care. <laughs> You know, something that Michigan does that I wonder if other teams are going to do this is they huddle up. So there's, yes. therefore, there's no signal. So, you know, the school that is stealing signs or did steal signs, you can't steal their signs because they huddle up. And Nick Saban talked about that, that it's a whole different look for the defense when, you know, you can kind of see what's going to happen. You know, there's less adjustments. Now they huddle up. Nobody's signaling in anything. And I wonder if more teams are going to do it. Well, I think more teams are, teams are going to go to an electronic method of signaling in plays. That, that's been against the rules, too. But during the bowl season, not the playoff, teams were allowed to do it if both teams wanted to do it. So there were games where you saw some of them were using a, a thing where the coach was tapping it on an iPad, and then the players it would pop up on, on something they had on their bodies. So it's probably going to go to what more what the NFL does, maybe not exactly the way the NFL does it, but that's probably how they do the signaling, and it's not even going to matter. What happens next with uh, Jim Harbaugh? Boy, we talked to Ward Manuel, the AD at Michigan last night, and it sounds like he's prepared for, for an onslaught of NFL interest in Jim Harbaugh. And the way he put it is, is why wouldn't you be interested if, if you're an NFL team? The guy coached the NFL four years, 
He went to the NFC Championship game three times. He went to the Super Bowl once. So it, it makes perfect sense with all these openings. It does seem like that's an itch that Harbaugh wants to scratch. He interviewed with the Vikings two years ago, talked to the Broncos last year. So it makes sense. I, I asked Harbaugh about it last night. He's like, nah, I just want to enjoy this. But <laughs> I, 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 do think, I do think that's coming. You did ask him about if he wants to entertain the NFL? Well, so he said he said he's allowed to sit at the big person's table at the family dinners now because yeah. Jack Harbaugh had an FCS championship, a national championship. John Harbaugh has a Super Bowl, and now he's got a national title. So they he can sit at the big person's table. I said, I said, would you like to add a Super Bowl to that list? And he said, I just want to enjoy this, <laughs> which is a perfectly fair answer. Yeah, it just feels like, and I thought win or lose, he was going to go back to the NFL. Just feels like, you know, maybe, and now he's even more attractive to, you know, some of these owners who are going, I want somebody to come in and establish a culture. And Jim Harbaugh brings a culture with him. He has a style. We saw that, and, and it's a style that's very similar to what his brother has with the Ravens. And I'm sure Jim is going to want to try to replicate that again and maybe meet his brother you know, in an AFC title game or a Super Bowl. Yeah, and maybe the lights don't go out this time, and maybe they maybe they don't. You know, they finished seven yards short of the goal line. They, they, they turned it over on down seven yards short of the goal line in a five-point game. That's how close he was. So it, it, can you imagine being that close? Of course you'd want to go back and do that. And, uh, oh, by the way, the Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. So if you like what John Harbaugh is doing, and you just watch what Jim Harbaugh did. And what he did with this team w was pretty spectacular in terms of team building and how they came together. The sign-stealing stuff did nothing but make them come together because everybody was talking about them. Everybody was calling them cheaters. And they really rallied around each other. This was a group that you know, they, were, they were built to dominate like this. But it took uh, that, that little extra where they came together, I think, just helped them more. It feels like college football is similar to NASCAR, that you're cheating. You're not cheating until you get caught. You're always trying right. for an edge. I mean, I mean, is is that fair to have that yes. big a blanket to throw on the sport? Yes, I think that's that's fair, and it's been a fair assessment of the sport for over 100 years. So it they did get caught, though, and there's a there's a – Kind of a code among the people in college football, like, don't be dumb enough to get caught. <laughs> and they were. All right. Um, Michael Penix, draft stock, affected at all from last night's performance? I, I think it might be a little bit, but more the, than that, the medicals are going to be what some yeah. teams are going to look at because he had three season-ending injuries in Indiana. And so I think they've got to figure out, okay, do we feel like he can stay healthy? Because if he can, he still can throw better than almost any quarterback in this draft. He and Caleb Williams are probably in a class by themselves in terms of just downfield accuracy. Uh, but last night, yeah, he, he was pressing a little bit. I, I talked to Brock Heward last week, the, the former Washington quarterback, and he said when he's pressing, he tends to miss high. And that's kind of what he did last night. Uh, five yards in attempts, you know, 255 yards in, in over 50 attempts is not an efficient night. And you saw there were times when he had people open. He had Roma Dunze open on that play that would have probably changed the game Good. and overshot yeah. him. Yeah. So 
I mean, that that's it, it will affect it probably a little bit because this is the best defense he's played. But I, he's gonna, I believe he's going to the Senior Bowl. They're gonna see him up close, and when they see that ball come out of his hand, they're standing right there, two feet away. They're gonna go. Yeah, there's not many other guys doing that. <laughs> We're talking to Andy Staples, covers college football for On3 Sports. Um, I, I'm not a college football insider, uh, but I think we got to move the transfer portal after the bowl games. Can mm-hmm. we do that? Can we have a, a better window here that's a little bit more fair to the bowl games? You're going to have more playoff games coming up next year. So, you know, these kids can maybe play in those bowl games because they're meaningful and then go into the transfer portal? It will take the coaches acting like adults if they can handle it. It can be done. The reason the transfer portal window is where it is is because schools go by semesters. So that's when the semester break is. So if you're going to enroll at your new school, Mm. you're going to enroll before the spring semester starts. So it can be done, though. I'll give you an example. Last night, if Michael Penix had had to come out, the guy who would have come in is Dylan Morris. Dylan Morris is going to be James Madison's quarterback next year. (laughs) But he was still playing for Washington. So it was okay. The world didn't end because he suited up for Washington last night. And there were other coaches who allowed their their players to do this. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri said, hey, look, you can go on visits. You can decide where your new school is going to be, and you can come play for us in the Cotton Bowl. Just as long as it's not a distraction. So it definitely can be done, but the the coaches have to be the grown-ups about it. Uh, we say goodbye to the Pac-12, the artist formerly known as the Pac-12. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I'm disappointed. I, I grew up loving watching these games, these rivalries, and you know, now we have Oregon State and Washington State. The two-pack. Yeah. yeah I, at least they got to keep all the money. Or at least most of the money. Uh, yeah, it's it's very sad. It's it's just strange to see. But that game last night we saw was a Big Ten game. Th- those two teams yeah. will be in the Big Ten. And you know, I'm glad the Oregon Washington rivalry gets ported to a new conference and and USC UCLA. But yeah, th- that was a you know you identified that with the West Coast. It was West Coast football. Uh, you had Pac-12 after dark. It was its own culture. And the fact that the conference was so badly mismanaged from Larry Scott, the previous commissioner, to George Klyavkov, the one who's there now. Uh, it, it just They just never quite understood the business of college football or why people care and how to make people care. And, and they had a pretty good product. They just, I don't think they understood where it fit into the landscape. Great to talk to you. Thanks for your contributions all season long, and uh, thank you again. Thank you, Dan. Andy Staples covers college football for On3 Sports and uh, was there for the national title game. Yeah, the transfer portal, I think that they can probably move this, massage it a little bit there. I would still love to have somebody who says, you know, I'm going to transfer from my school. Can I play for your team in the bowl game? If you want to make it chaos, you can make it chaos. Or all of a sudden, somebody is uh, not going to be the backup quarterback, but he'll go and be the starting quarterback against a team. But, you know, there's you're still asking or hoping for grown-ups to be grown-ups here. And that's kind of dangerous here. At least history has proven that with college football. Yes, Paul? I wonder if there's any benefit for Michigan in that the portal, we're at the back end of the transfer portal, so some of their guys who may be thinking about going elsewhere, maybe there's less stops, maybe there's less places open so they won't have the mass exodus like Florida State had two weeks ago. But 
Next year, you're going to have playoff games, and then you wonder, you know, how many players are going to play in those playoff games? Will we have players who opt out and go into the transfer portal even though their team is in the playoffs? That's what I'm curious about. Uh, Greg in Florida. Hi, Greg. Good morning. What's on your mind today? Six foot plus 1.8 handicap. Yes, Greg. Hello? Yes, Greg. Oh, I didn't know. That was an awful big bell. Uh, listen, I got a question for you that I was a little curious about. Isn't there any way they can mess around with, like, maybe uh, the NIL and with those contracts to uh, make those guys either stay on the team for that year and to, to kind of like a contract because they're getting paid, so it is technically like a contract. So, And if they didn't play in the bowl game or if they opted out, quote unquote, at the end of the year that uh, – they could actually get penalized. I mean huge, like penalized half or or more just to keep college football, college football. You know, we need to keep these bowl games intact. And just having all these guys go and sit out is kind of just Yeah, but th- 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 I know this is about our memories of bowl games, Greg. It, you got to be in today. You got to be in reality. And that is these kids don't care about what your memory is of the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl. You know, they're, they're business people. And you have to look at it through their eyes as well. I mean, do I want to see everybody stay? I want to see college basketball players stay for four years. Well, that's the way it was when I grew up. That's not reality. It's about business, and I think you have to view it. Why is it everybody else views it as business, but the kids can't view it as business? It's, you know, it's both. It's both sides. And the sooner everybody understands that, the sooner you can get to some kind of solution here. And NIL is not, hey, would you show up at this pizzeria and we're going to pay you, you know, $25,000. I mean, that's what the intention was. Hey, represent our restaurant. You get free food and we'll give you this amount of money. The offensive linemen, they eat at this restaurant. You know, the Crimson Tide offensive line stops here. Okay. That's not what it is anymore. Now it's about, I got a boatload of money. Do you want to come to my university? Or you want to transfer. I got a boatload of money. That's what this is. Take a break. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. 
So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is play. of the day. Check this out. Pistol formation. JJ takes the snap. Hands it off to Edwards, who will bounce it outside. Donovan 40. Donovan 30. Donovan Edwards is in the clear. He'll do it again. His second touchdown run of the ball game. This time for 46 yards. And Michigan has taken a 13-3 lead on the second touchdown of the night from the man who was not tripping. Donovan Edwards. Couple of touchdowns. They rush for over 300 yards. That's courtesy of Learfield Sports. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Express Employment Professionals. They will help you hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes and interviews with unqualified applicants. You can move up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com. Find the location nearest you. That's ExpressPros.com. Andy Staples, who just joined us, said something that kind of set us off a little bit during the commercial break. And, uh, you know, when he said the cheating scandal is not going to take the shine off of this national title, which is not true, because they won the national title, I think it gets not bigger, but it stays with us longer. If they didn't win the national title, maybe you move on. Maybe you would just have people saying, oh, well, you didn't steal Washington signs, so you didn't win a national title. Michigan was the better team last night. But they did cheat. And your coach got suspended six games this year. That should stay with you. Now, there's certain things that happen in college football where you go, well, everybody's doing it. You know, there, there was cheating. There was, you know, as far as paying players. It, it's like the Tour de France. Everybody was cheating. Everybody. But some are extreme. And usually those are the ones that get caught. But in a situation like this, Michigan got caught. They were already punished for something that happened a couple of years ago. And I think a couple of years down the road, we'll be looking back at this differently. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, NCAA doesn't want schools to be vacating titles or appearances in a title game. But do I think it's a bigger issue than this doesn't take the shine off of it? I think it does. I think this entire season, and Jim Harbaugh can say, hey, you know what, this is just how we thought it was going to play out. 
No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You didn't think you were going to get suspended a second time. And what you guys went through, that's a testament to that team, the players who went out there and played, held it together. And, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh had to take two suspensions here. He had a coach from a hotel room, or at least watching games from hotel rooms. That doesn't happen. No, this doesn't go away. I mean, there, you know, maybe you're, nobody's going to cooperate. Maybe the NCAA can You know, if Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL, he doesn't have to cooperate. Why would he? You know, are they going to get Connor Stallions? I mean, they had somebody dressing up as somebody on another staff. Like, you can't go, oh, come on. Now, we can say it's a silly rule. It's still a rule. Like Deflategate. It's a silly rule, but it's a rule. And they got punished because of that. So it's not like you can look at Michigan and go, oh, come on, stealing signs on the sideline. He dressed up as a member of somebody else's coaching staff. He hired people to go to games to film. Now, I like, was it something that he just liked to do in his spare time and didn't share any of that information? The answer is no. He was doing it and giving information to Michigan. When? For how long? Maybe we find that out. But they did benefit from it. Why would you continue to do it if you weren't benefiting from it? Like, we're going to stop cheating. Why? Um, well, because we're not benefiting. They've been really good the last couple of years. <laughs> Too good. Is it just a coincidence? Maybe. But once again, Michigan was the better team. But that doesn't mean that this should go away. Yes, Eden. How would it not be an advantage if you knew the plays that were coming? <laughs> Seems like it would help. I mean, you still got to execute. I don't, yeah, okay, I know that crap, too. Like, ask Marshall Falk if he feels like the Patriots knew what plays were coming and how that was an advantage, because no. he's not happy about it. No. And they even had Big Ten coaches saying there is no bigger advantage than knowing the plays that are coming. Yeah, I'm pulling. I'm curious, if Harbaugh does go pro to the NFL, does that hamper any NCAA investigation? Because I don't know if they could make him cooperate if he's no longer a member of the NCAA. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. Well, he's maintained his innocence. So he's... Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody did it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, but can't the NCAA still sanction them if their coach at the time refuses to cooperate? Sure. sure. I mean, that's what he got suspended for the first three games was because he wouldn't cooperate with their investigation, so they suspended him. Yeah. Yeah, they could, they'll sanction the school if Jim's not there. What if they offer him a new contract and they say, you could take every September off going forward. We don't need you in September. We'll be okay with taking care of Akron. No offense. But is there, are we going to look at this the way we did the Astros? Are we going to say this, this is uh, tainted? Are college football fans going to say Michigan's title is tainted? I'm going to guess. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say a large percentage outside of the state of Michigan, is going to say, yes, it is tainted. Like the Astros. Even, you know, the Astros winning another World Series. They'd be like, that doesn't take away from the one that we viewed and said that was tainted. It's still there. And, you know, maybe to a lesser degree Michigan, but, you know, they did benefit from this. Yes, Marvin. And if Michigan wins another national title, we're going to say, 
Well, why were you cheating in the first place if you were this good? It's going to be the same thing that happened with the Astros. I know. Well, that's what I always say when Houston fans are like, why do you keep banging on us? And I go, wait a minute. I, you guys did this. My job is to cover this, report this. I, I would much rather it didn't happen. <laughs> I, I, I've said Altuve is a Hall of Famer. Love watching him play. Do I think they benefited? Yes, I do. Yes, Todd. And if they can bang on trash cans, fans should be able to bang on them. Thank you, Todd. 54 minutes in. <laughs> Sitting on that. I was waiting for that Astro talk to come up. <laughs> the hammer. Close the hour. That'll do it. One yeah. hour in the books. <laughs> that will do it. That'll put a period at the end of that sentence there. Boom! Yeah. Hour two on the way. Dan and the Danettes and Todd. Dan Patrick Show. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.